Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Word of God. We're looking at the Gospel of John. Today is episode 177. We're looking at John chapter 18, verses 28 through 32. Let's read the passage. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They did not enter the headquarters themselves, otherwise they would be defiled, unable to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said, What charge do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were a criminal, we wouldn't have handed him over to you. Pilate told them, You take him and judge him according to your law. It's not legal for us to put anyone to death, the Jews declared. They said this so that Jesus' words might be fulfilled, indicating what kind of death he was going to die. Well, Jesus had been arrested by the uh, temple guard and primarily by the Roman soldiers and had been brought to the house of Annas, the former high priest. He was interrogated by Annas, then sent to Caiaphas. Now, John doesn't give us the details that the other Gospels do because Under Caiaphas, we have the uh, entire Sanhedrin meeting in order to pass judgment on him. Then they send him to Pilate. John just says, Anna sent him to Caiaphas. Then Caiaphas took him to the governor's headquarters. So they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters in verse 28. Now, this is the governor's headquarters in Jerusalem. The governor, whose name is Pilate, normally is in Caesarea. Uh, That's the Roman capital of the province, and that's where the governor's palace and headquarters is. But he travels to Jerusalem every now and then. Jerusalem is an important city in the province, particularly on the holy days. This is the Passover, one of the big holy feasts of the year. So Pilate is in Jerusalem at this time. Now, where his palace is or headquarters isn't really clear. Some say it was at Herod's former palace. Some say it was at the fortress near the temple. But regardless, it's this is where they take Jesus to stand before Pilate, the governor. John says it was early morning. Now, they did not enter the headquarters themselves. Otherwise, they would be defiled and unable to eat the Passover. Well, the regulations say that a Gentile's dwelling place is unclean. And for any of the Jews to enter a Gentile's dwelling place, they become unclean. And they would be unclean for seven days, which would make them ineligible to participate in the Passover feast. And uh, somebody points out the irony of this, that they're so concerned about their ceremonial cleanliness in all of this, but they're participating in a murder right now. They're all conspiring to murder Jesus. So verse 29, Pilate came out to them and said, what charge do you bring against this man? They can't go in to speak to Pilate, but Pilate comes out. And Pilate, you know, wants to get along with people. Not that he's a get along kind of guy. Uh, You've got to be fairly ruthless to be the Roman governor, but he wants to keep the peace, and he wants good relationships with the, the local authorities. But he asks them, what charge do you bring against this man? Because they're there for him to pass judgment and execution, really. 
Now, does this mean Pilot doesn't know what's been going on? The commander of the local garrison was part of the group that arrested Jesus. I would think that maybe Pilate's already been briefed on what's going on. But he goes out and demands that they speak for themselves. What do you, what's going on here? What are you charging this guy with? Verse 30, they answered him, If this man weren't a criminal, we wouldn't have handed them over to you. Notice they don't answer. They don't say, this is the charge. They just say, well, he's a criminal. Trust us. He's a criminal and he's executed, so execute him. Now, the Roman soldiers had already been a part of the arrest. And if he authorized the arrest, then why isn't he playing along with, the, with what they're doing now? Well, Pilate doesn't want to be pressured in anything by the local authorities. He's the Roman authority, and they don't tell him what to do. He tells them what to do. The authorization for the arrest may have come from him, or he may have just been told that it took place. But his concern wouldn't be to help the Sanhedrin get rid of this guy they don't like. Pilate's concern would have been, Jesus is a very popular guy, and I don't want a riot breaking out. So if you have to send a whole uh, squad of troops to keep the peace, then keep the peace. Rome is very big on keeping the peace. And if the peace isn't being kept, then the army of Rome will step in and restore the peace with a lot of violence. So they want Pilate to do their dirty work here, but he isn't doing it. Pilate tells him in verse 31, you take him and judge him according to your law. I'm not doing your dirty work. You want this guy killed? You go handle it. And they say, well, it's not legal for us to put anyone to death. And that appears to be the case, is that Rome gives them a lot of latitude in how to govern, but they can't actually execute someone. Now, curiously, John adds here in verse 32, they said this so that Jesus' words might be fulfilled, indicating what kind of death he was going to die. Now, that sounds odd. Why is John saying this? Well, how do Jews execute people? By stoning. And in fact, when a mob uh, kills someone, we'll see it in the book of Acts with uh, Stephen, they, they stoned him. There were times where people picked up stones to attack Jesus. That's how the Jews carry out an execution, either legally or by mob, is you stone them to death. You throw rocks at them and knock them down and keep throwing rocks at them until you kill them. How do Romans do it? Crucifixion. A very barbaric, public, humiliating, painful form of death. Where Jewish execution is meant as an avenue of justice. There are certain things that deserve the death penalty. So the death penalty is carried out as a form of justice. Where Roman crucifixion is not necessarily for justice. It's meant to be a public spectacle to bring about obedience from the populace. There's always that threat. You step out of line with the Romans, this could happen to you. So you don't step out of line with the Romans. Jesus had said he was going to be lifted up. Back in chapter 12, verse 34, he talked about that he would draw all men to himself when he was lifted up. 
So there have been a couple times he's mentioned this being lifted up. And, and John will always say to indicate his death, the idea of being lifted up on the cross. That's how he's going to die. That's why John adds here, verse 32, this, this was so that Jesus' words would be fulfilled, that he is not going to be stoned. He's going to be lifted up on a cross. Now, interesting the, the points of view here. Back at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy twenty one twenty three, it says, anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. So by the Jews' standard, it's a, it's a dreadful thing to be hung on a tree, and that's what being hung on the cross is, being hung on a tree. And so from Caiaphas' perspective, this would discredit Jesus, him being hung on a tree. It's to say he's under the curse of God. But from John's perspective, as he's writing the gospel, his perspective is Jesus is taking on the curse, the wrath of God, to take away the sin of the world. So the very same thing happening from two very different perspectives. So they want Pilate to execute Jesus. He doesn't seem to be playing along with this, and he is not going to be bullied into it. So they say, we want you to kill him. He says, I'm not going to kill him. You guys don't tell me what to do. So we'll continue next time with uh, Jesus standing before Pilate. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.